Today, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then children were brought to Jesus that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked them, but Jesus said, Let the children come to me, and do not prevent them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After he placed his hands on them, he went away. The Gospel of the Lord. How wonderful it is to think and feel that each reading from the Gospel, each Bible scene, is the Gospel of the Lord. You might be thinking, that's obvious. But I mean something deeper. I mean that God communicated and communicates with each one of us in the same way that we communicate with each other, with gestures and words. So, when we read and listen to the Gospel of the Lord, we cannot take words literally only. We cannot just analyze meaning. We cannot just study the origin of words or how they were translated. All that might be helpful, it's true. But at the same time, we must go beyond the literal text, beyond the epidermis of the text, and gradually uncover its truth. Not only do I mean words or phrases, but also scenes, context, gestures, silences. It's not an easy task. We cannot do it just by studying. We need the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, who helps us interpret what He Himself inspires. In the church, when we read the Word of God in this way, everything turns into a message. All things can be made new, and everything tells us something over and over again. Oftentimes, we may take a superficial glance at God's Word. We may take it too literally. We may become fundamentalists like brothers and sisters in other churches. So I'll go back to the beginning. How wonderful it is to think and feel that even a simple and short reading from the Gospel, like today's, can really become a message that fills our soul at once, a profound teaching each time we listen to it. Little children were brought to Jesus for Him to bless them, to pray for them, and to place His hands on them. It was wonderful. In a cultural context where children had no standing, we feel that Jesus didn't fit the mold of a typical man of the time. He let children come to him in a very special way. He moved beyond cultural barriers, which we need in list right now, but among them we can mention, let the little children come to me, and let them interact with adults. Today, Jesus continues transcending barriers which prevent us from truly knowing Him and loving Him. In fact, it's us, men and women, who follow a custom, who feel and think a particular way about something, and who don't make an effort to be what He really wants us to be. I don't mean that Jesus rejected human or cultural traditions. I mean He rejected those which weren't healthy, those which didn't make us more human. Tradition is good. It's necessary in the measure that it helps us open up our hearts to others, to our own selves, and to the love of God. This should be the criteria for discernment, and not the set phrase, we've always done it this way. 
I was once told that there was a father who had stopped hugging his daughter after she turned 12 because his own father had always told him that from that age, hugging kids wasn't good because nobody knew what other people might think of him. This father I'm telling you about was very proud of having been able to maintain the family tradition. Without him realizing, he'd missed the opportunity to be loving and affectionate with his daughter just because he did what he was told to do. He'd built the habit. How many things do we do in life because we're told to do them? Because we saw people did them? Have we ever stopped to think whether they were right or wrong? Well, Jesus teaches us how to discern cultural behaviors and habits, which at times overrule God's commandments. I'm telling you this because the disciples also found it difficult to understand Jesus. They, Jesus' friends, became a stumbling block to their master, to what Jesus wanted to teach, to Jesus' care for children. Today, the gospel tells us that the disciples rebuked them. That is to say, they reprimanded those who brought the children to Jesus for having done so. Why? We don't really know, but we may guess that they were greatly disturbed, as it often happens to us when we think that there are certain moments in life which are only for adults. Doesn't it happen to us? Aren't there moments or circumstances in life in which there's no room for children, not because they can prove to be real nuisance, but because that moment isn't just for children? However, in certain situations, we'd rather not be with children because they really are a nuisance. It's wonderful to see that children didn't disturb Jesus. On the contrary, he was willing to be with them. With their presence, Jesus taught us that within our own hearts, we must be like children to understand his message of love. Let's not prevent children from coming near Jesus. It's what I always tell parents. Let's not believe that we are their owners. Kids carry religion within their hearts. They carry God's will in a very palpable sense. Kids wish to be with God as they wish to be in their mother's arms. That must also be our wish. I'd like to finish with this marvelous psalm, which expresses God's desire for mankind. Lord, my heart is not proud, nor are my eyes haughty. I do not busy myself with great matters with things too sublime for me. Rather, I have stilled my soul, hushed it like a weaned child. Like a weaned child on its mother's lap, so is my soul within me. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain forever.